and welcome to this episode of the Minnesota Left-Handers podcast. It was a marathon week at the Players. Uh, I'm also going to talk about, of course, the Lefty Open. The weather turning a little bit around here in Minnesota. Um, I've got a, a trip to Iowa planned there, two weeks ahead of us, you know. So it's nice to get out there and get the swing moving a little bit before the season starts here in Minnesota. I'm off to Des Moines uh, this weekend. I have tea times at both Waveland and and likely Beaver Creek, which is kind of just outside of um, uh, Des Moines, but but in the Des Moines metro area, I suppose. Um, so that's that's on the docket for today's episode. Um, lots to talk about with the players. Uh, we've been we've been treated two weeks in a row, first at Bay Hill and now with the players with uh, reminded uh, that that golf is hard. And that what we see on TV isn't always, um, you know, they struggle too. They they have their own troubles. We get to see shots on 17 that are cold shanks. Um, you know, they they really have to be smart about the shots they hit. They got they got to play them all. That's where that's where I think we we see the separation of of pro versus amateur. These guys have all the shots. I mean, there there were a couple tweets from you know the Kyle Porters, the the Brendan Porath's, uh, who who posted pictures of of the shot tracer from Justin Thomas, and then you know even just off the tee on on seventeen in the 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 different flight paths and the ones that landed on the green, the ones that went in the water. Uh, but those who had success, um, and again, like I'm thinking particularly of this of this Justin Thomas one, we'll talk about what that looks like. I mean, what it means to play well, what it means to see if. Uh, you know, you can win a golf tournament as a pro as opposed to, you know, us just trying to manage and, and do the best we can. Um, so we'll talk about that a little bit. And uh, yeah, here we go. One of the more interesting stories this week was Enter Ben Lahiri, who said, I believe it was at the beginning of the week, something to the effect of, look, you're only one week away from a, from being a a PJ Tour champion out here. You're only one week away from, you know, a bunch of exemptions. You're only one week away from winning the Masters, or at least playing in the Masters. He didn't say winning the Masters, but playing in the Masters. And uh, he was kind of feeling confident coming into Players Week, and he took second alone. Uh, his numbers did not lend themselves to that, but he did it. He just had a feeling. Uh, this was a press conference that he gave at the end of uh, the tournament this week. So this is from two weeks ago, February 25th, screenshot, Honda Classic Week. T strokes gained off the T29, they're on the green, fourth putting, 15th, 144th approach the green. My only goal coming in was to change that, and I did. So I look at it as a successful week. What do you think the emotions will be like 24 hours from now, when you had a chance to process? Uh, for me, I'm, I'm just relieved, you know? Um, I've gone through two years of playing horrible. And, uh... So we threw out a couple of numbers, uh, a bunch of strokes, gain numbers, and, and kind of what his goals were. Well, I looked up tournament only, uh, so just the players' championship here. What were his numbers? What were his strokes, gain numbers? Strokes gained off the tee, he was 14th. Um, strokes gained around the green, he was T40. That's the only one where he sort of stepped back. Strokes gained putting, 10th. 
Um, I think he was 15th in that in that screenshot that he talked about in that press conference. And strokes gain approached to the green uh, on the season. He's 144th this week alone. He was 13th. Those are the kind of changes. Those are the kind of numbers that uh, you know showed that he had some confidence that he could do this this week. And it's cool when that happens. I like seeing guys who take that leap, make that jump. Uh, it's a name that I know, but I don't you know, know it very well. It's not a name that, that shows up on leaderboards too often. But to see him do that on a very big stage was pretty cool. And my sort of ongoing soapbox maybe here is, is proven again by this week's winner, Cam Smith. Um, he's got two wins since the start of the season in January. I know we got the whole wraparound. It goes back to like October or September or something. But, um, you know, going back to January, Cam Smith has two wins. Hideki has been playing well. Uh, and Urban Lahiri. The, the President's Cup is not the shoe-in that it always has been. You got uh, uh, Adam Scott wearing the same sweater four days in a row because he was superstitious and playing well uh, a couple weeks ago last week, maybe even at Bay Hill. Um I don't know. It's just not going to be the the drubbing that it sometimes is. Um and I don't think that that the that the Euro team in the Ryder Cup is is just going to be pushed around like they were either. I mean, we have a great core of guys here in the United States, Morikawa, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Brooks Koepka. I mean, they're, they're they're good players and and likely hopefully you know we'll we'll still win we'll be able to pull it together and 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 play well scotty scheffler has has definitely come into his own this year with two wins um but i'm just saying that i don't think the president's cup and uh well in the Ryder cup but but more so this year with the president's cup it's going to be quite the quite the drubbing that it has been in the past so keep an eye out for that um we'll throw one of these out you heard it here first president's cup will be a closer match than it definitely has been in the past and, and one that we talk about. I, I do think it's going to be quite a, a fun tournament for the first time in a long, long time. I'd also be remiss not to mention, since it is Wednesday when I am recording this, that Live Golf Investments um, released their plans and their schedule for this upcoming summer. Uh, Nestle, I'm surprised it's even happening. Um, I, I thought once Bryson and, and DJ and you know some of those guys, especially uh, sort of later in the in the in the game when they started when they sort of started saying. I'm sticking with the tour. I honestly thought it was dead. I thought there's no way that it would go. I thought, you know, they're going to have to go back to the drawing board, come back, you know, bigger and better than ever next year or something. But I, I it, it looks like it's a go. Here are a few of the specifics. The total purse is $255 million over eight events. 48 players will be 12 four-man teams. 30 million given to the top individual players. Uh, that's a lot of money. I know that's a lot of money uh, without even having to do the math because Solly at No Laying Up did that for us in a tweet sent um, here on the what, – what day is it here? Here on the 16th, um, he, he tweeted out the schedule and then said, now that they're officially putting up about 70% of a total year's worth of PGA Tour money in eight events. So $255 million, 
seventy percent of a of the PGA Tour's total purse, but only in in eight events. How many guys is that going to entice? Um, I could potentially be a lot, right? Uh, the schedule goes um, kind of from from in June, July, nothing in August, couple in September, and then three in October. Uh, London, Portland, New Jersey, Boston, Chicago, Bangkok, Jeddah, which is a an, an area that I don't even know. I have to look that up. Um, and then the the, the team championship. Um, what's crazy here is that we still don't have any names. I, I I can't believe that we don't have any names. I I'm baffled that we have a start date june 9th through the 11th is the first one at centurion golf club in in london um and i'll put that out on my my twitter and my um my instagram as well but i just can't believe that we have a schedule that starts in like three months and we don't have names we don't know we don't know who's gonna go there's supposed to be 48 guys who are these 48 i can't imagine um if it is guys of the Charlie Hoffman ilk, the Ian Poulters, the whatever, like I, I can't imagine it's going to draw any eyeballs. And also, what tournaments match up with those on the PGA Tour? You know, with, with those weeks, and what what does this mean for broadcasters? What are they going to show? What are they going to? What are we, what are we going to be watching on TV? Um, is it going to be like when the DP World Tour is on and you know, there's a there's a PJ Tour event on in primetime. I don't know, but at the same time, you look at this and go Chicago, Boston, Portland. Like these could be on our TVs, and we could be missing PJ Tour events those weeks. It will be really, really interesting to see how this pans out. So I'm taking a look here also at the opposite schedule at with the with the no laying or so i'm taking a look here at the schedule of the live golf investments tour i don't i don't know what to call it this the saudi tour that was released here recently um their eight their eight week schedule and what's going to be going on on the pga tour while they're playing their tour July 9th through the 11th is the first event over in London. We've got the RBC Canadian Open. Um, not a huge draw. I mean, the thing that's going to be hard about this is that we've already got uh, TV contracts and things with the PJ Tour. Who's going to go to this Saudi league if they want to be on TV? Like, what channel? Who's going to carry this? Bryson's not going if he can if he can go somewhere on the PGA Tour and get himself on TV. His his sponsors aren't going to want that. So I don't know. Uh, July 1st through the 3rd is the John Deere Classic TPC Deer Run, Illinois. Uh, I, I don't know. Not, not, not another one that doesn't really stand out. Uh, July 29th through the 31st. Um... Hey, hey, nothing to compete with with the 3M Open here at uh, TPC Twin Cities the weekend before, but uh, that third event with the Saudi Tour matches up with the Rocket Mortgage Classic um, out in Detroit. Um, September, that's right, August is like off. September 2nd through the 4th. 
September 2nd through the 4th. Well, would you look at that? Uh, our tour championship is ours. I say ours because like I'm part of the PGA Tour, but I just it's it's not the Saudi Tour. Um, the 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 PGA Tours Tour Championship is August twenty fifth to the twenty eighth. So anything in September and October doesn't really match up. Um, you know, you might run against, and I'm just going off of twenty twenty one now. Um, because kind of in that wraparound, it's. I don't know what the dates will actually be, but I mean, you you might be up against like the Fortinet, um, Shriners, the CJ Cup, Zozo, like those those tournaments um, that don't get huge draws. Maybe they're trying to uh, miss that. You know, they they're putting themselves up against the NFL schedule, um, so that's that's kind of their prerogative. They got to try to be golf on tv where there is no golf on tv and that actually might garner some some more tv time i don't know we'll we'll have to see what that looks like because come what august 25th to, through the 28th golf kind of leaves um our tv screens as we all switch over to football so maybe they're trying to get a little bit of run on the golf channel or something like that um so we'll have to see how how that goes and and you know what's going to happen to guys like i said who go over there um are, are they going to get the TV time that they want to get are they not and what's going to end up happening with um you know I, I guess for lack of a better word it's a word we hear a lot right now is sanctions what's going to happen with, with uh suspensions or fines or or, or whatever else from the pg tour what are they going to say about these guys who go over there are they going to let them back is it what are the what's the masters or and any of the other majors going to say what is it going to matter to them i don't know um but each of the four majors is run by its own organization and none of them, you know, no, no one organization runs two majors. Each one has its own. And so they're not affiliated with the PJ tour. Jay Monahan can do whatever he wants. I suppose. I don't know what he's an individual. Each of these players are individual contractors. So I don't know what that's going to look like, but I don't know why the masters or any other majors would, you know, ban a player for going to the Saudi tour other than maybe, you know, their own ethical beliefs or whatever the case might be. We've been down that road. We know what that's about. Um, but there's nothing that says you're playing for a rival tour, so we won't, we don't want you. I don't even know if that's possible with the PGA Tour, but um, I know that each of the each of the majors is sort of run by its own entity, so they would have no real reason not to uh, invite someone who might go to the Saudi Tour. And uh, also, I got to believe that World Golf Ranking Points would apply just the same if it's a legitimate tour isn't it isn't it kind of under the umbrella of the asian tour which obviously counts toward owgr so it's not as though a player's missing out on those points either i i don't know if if the money's enough of a draw somebody might go like i said uh 70 percent of the tour's total purses is offered up here in eight weeks so it might be worth going i don't know it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks to see who ends up over there if it's anyone worth um you know any big names any any names that are going to surprise us um or if you end up with with guys who 
just want to make some money there. The Jason Kokraks, who said, you know, I, I'm I'm 44. I wanna I wanna make some money here and and retire. Or maybe he was retired by 44. Anyway, kind of having a decent career, but wants to retire. Is looking at is looking at uh, spending some time with family. So make a bunch of money, call it quits. Who knows? Maybe maybe you get those guys. But again, is that gonna draw eyeballs? Who can say? We'll find out here soon enough, I'm sure. Alright, I am off to Iowa this weekend, going to head down to Des Moines. They play, they're about two weeks ahead of us um, as far as weather goes. So they got courses opening up here the 16th and 17th today and tomorrow as I record this, but I'm going down this weekend. Going to play Waveland in Des Moines, um, municipal course. They they boast being the oldest course west of the Mississippi, although if you watch Tourist Sauce Season six out in Oregon from the No Laying Up crew. They played Gearheart, which claims I think to be the oldest course west of the Mississippi as well. Uh, maybe a little qualifier of oldest municipal course is what Waveland says. I don't know. Ask Big Randy. He's he's played both. Maybe he's got a little insight for us. Um, but uh, I like Waveland. I was there a couple of years back. It is it is not what you think of when you think of Iowa as far as flat and whatever. Waveland is is aptly named we'll put it that way um my saturday round i don't know where i'm gonna end up yet i still am trying to figure that out um beaver creek is a course out in grimes iowa just kind of out uh, a suburb maybe of des moines where 27 hole facility played there once before too decent course you know it's just it's it's a lot of golf and uh that's what i want as i kick off the season probably post some pictures um, of a couple couple aspects of each of these courses, I like to get a logo ball, put it on my rack, um, and uh, maybe give a quick recap once I'm once I get back and um, have a chance to cut another podcast after that. Lots happening in this episode here. Crammed a lot into a short amount of time. You got Live Golf kicking off my trip to Iowa. Um, the players championship, which at this point I didn't, I didn't talk a ton about. I wanted to talk about Anirban Lahiri because, you know, we've all heard a ton of, we knew that the weather was going to be a factor. We know that it was a marathon. We know the Cam Smith one. We, we, if you watched on Saturday and even if you didn't, you've probably seen all the clips of people missing the green on 17 there. Um, so just kind of (laughs) players championship overload. I didn't want to do that, but I did think that Anirban Lahiri information was kind of interesting. So um, lastly, I think I'll finish up here with the Lefty Open. If you get on the email list, you'll start to see emails biweekly here starting on April 1st. That'll be my next one. Um, April 1st and the 15th and then May 1st and the 15th and so on and so forth because I want to get that information out there. I'm also going to post a flyer on Facebook in the Golfing Minnesota page very soon here. So be ready for that. Be looking for that. Um, get this on your calendar. I, I want to make this a, a fun, cool event uh, that that is something it's just unique. You know, I mean, it's it's something that that we can kind of turn into turn into an every year, um, you know, thing that we do that that is special for lefties. It's if we got a great core, guys, seriously, they're, they're awesome. So um, I've got a pretty strong email list already. Uh, they've they've built this thing into something that I could never do. I'm just going to try to continue it. Um, but I think we can grow it even bigger and we can leverage social media to do that. So look for that coming up soon. We are on the National Association of Left-Handers Golf of of Left-Handed Golfers website, N A 
lg.org. We are that tournament is there. It will be in the Minnesota Golfer publication um, calendar as well. Uh, maybe you'll even see a flyer at the bulletin on the bulletin board at your course. We'll see. I'm going to try to get a few of those out this year too. Anyway, thanks for listening, and uh, check back soon for more episodes.